Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. And if you're new here, I'm so grateful and happy that you found the show. I'm Helen. I'm a confidence and business mentor for women. And my whole purpose is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about diving into the root core issues that might keep us from living in that highest vibration, learning how to alchemize that, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we explore the depths of what it means to be a human being. We have the lovely Kayla Rose joining us today. She has established herself as a motivational and wellness creator, host of the Skinny Dipping podcast, a photographer, and also a digital product entrepreneur. Through these endeavors, she encourages us to recognize the inherent value of personal growth and to view it as a beautiful journey rather than a destination. By emphasizing the importance of pairing science and spirituality, Kayla highlights the potential for profound healing and growth that emerges when we take a holistic approach to our well-being. So enjoy this episode. This was such an uplifting and refreshing conversation with her. I know you're just going to love it. As you listen, you can find Kayla on Instagram at sundayskk and I'm at Helen Denham underscore. Hit us up. Let us know what your takeaways are. And of course, if you feel like a friend might benefit from what you're learning, please do send it along or share it to your stories. We are so grateful for your support, your presence. Thank you for being here. And I'll talk to you on the flip side. Okay, Kayla. Well, the first question I always love to ask guests is how do you like to start your days off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? I got to be honest. I struggle to wake up in the morning. Like I love to sleep in and I think that I prioritize my sleep more than I prioritize my morning routines. I would say that I'm not really like a morning or night routine person, but I have certain habits that I make sure that I you know, really check off my list and get to throughout my day, including like I'm looking at my habit tracker right now, movement, breath work, meditation, journaling, no phone in either the morning or the night. I give myself the option, inspired action and then budget tracking because that is a new one on my list that I'm working on. So basically just throughout the day, I really try to just hit some of those things as much as possible. And I don't know, I, I really... I really see in the wellness community how powerful a routine can be, but I don't think that that really applies for everyone, especially someone like me who has ADHD and my mind works in this very like neurodivergent way. Like I don't want to get up every single morning and do the same thing, but I want to make sure that I kind of hit all my marks throughout the day. So I guess the answer is no, but it's definitely, I don't know. I definitely envy people who just have a beautiful morning routine. I'm like, wow, that that would be lovely. But I like to sleep until like nine. So yeah, totally. I am so right there with you. And it's funny because I asked this question and I am definitely right up your alley too. I wonder, do you know what your um, design type is in human design? Yes, I do. So I'm a generator. Uh And um, I am a 5'2", which is the challenge solver, which is so accurate. Like when me and my friends like first started looking at human design and like downloaded the app and started seeing what all of our like 
um, archetypes were, I was just like looking at all my friends and I have this friend who is just like liked by everyone. And he's the easy breezy genius. My friend who is like my spiritual friend I go to is the wise sage. And then like my friend saw what I was and they're like, okay, that this is like so legit. Like I am the challenge solver my entire life. I've just been like, okay, like here are the five different paths that we can take to get to where we want to go. Like, which one should we go down? Like here are our options. Like, um, but yeah. Why do you think that that has to do with like the morning routine and getting up and stuff? I'm so curious. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to ask you because I'm a projector and we need a lot of rest as well. And we work really well in like short spurts. So I'm, I, I sleep until nine 30, 10 easily. And I go to bed at 2 AM. And last night I was just, I'm such a thinker. I think just like you. And, um, as I was going to bed last night, I was just having all these new ideas and thoughts. And I was like, you know what? It's okay that I stay up till 2 AM thinking if that's what works, it's okay to sleep in as long as exactly like you were saying, those practices for grounding and like clarity come in throughout the day. I think that's really the, the meat of it that I'm getting at is like, what is helping people to stay peaceful and centered throughout the day, which is, which you absolutely have, you know, kind of in place, which is beautiful. I love that you mentioned your um, budget tracking too, because I think financial well-being plays in so much more to our wellness than we might give credit to. So what do you think about finances? How are you working on your budgeting? What's coming through there on your journey? Yeah. Um, first of all, before we move on, I would just like to add like before, cause I just think it's so important, like, because I think that there's such this expectation around like wellness or your mental health or your spiritual journey. And I think that there is this huge expectation of what it means to be like that girl or like the perfect version of what it looks like to be on your journey. And I just think that the more that we can break that down and the more that we can be like, no, it doesn't have to look a certain way at all the more that it will be accessible for everyone to be a part of this journey and and to raise the collective energy because I feel like people don't want to tap in because they feel like it's not doable for them with their with their nine to five, with their kids, with with all the things that they have going on in life. And the reality of it is that it's not about, you know, having a perfect morning routine or a night routine or, or, or really anything looking a certain way. It's really about connecting to yourself and it's really about finding the little moments to find peace, to find grounding. And I just really my my goal on my channels, on my podcast, on all my things is to make all this information really chewable, like chewable vitamins. Like I just want everyone to be able to participate in the beautiful journey that is connecting to yourself and connecting to divine source and collective energy and and something beyond themselves. And I think that the more that we can break down the stigmas of what it's supposed to be like, the more that more people will want to be on that journey. And I just really wanted to add that because I think it is so, so, so important, you know, and I also stay up really late. And I think that I had this theory that when the world is quiet, I can think <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you feel that way? Totally. And I really appreciate you centering back in on that point, because I think we all need to hear it over and over again, because especially, you know, on TikTok, everything, things become trendy, like a perfect morning routine with your acai bowl and your green juice and everything. And it's like these fast clips. And it's like, 
So I have to do that to feel like that or to have wealth or to have peace or to have a relationship. And it's just so not the case. So I really appreciate you honing in on that as well. And um, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I absolutely feel the peace at night. Totally. And I think that's why some people do get up early in the morning, like people with big families or living with people, because that's where they find their peace. And then I think people like us, the peace is at night when we can really, maybe we're night owls. I don't know. I've always been like that. And I've tried to change it, but it's like, doesn't work. It's like yeah. not my blueprint, you know? Totally. Are you, uh, were you born in when, what time were you born? Well, that's a good question. Um, I was born early, early in the morning, like 5am. So 5am. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just like have noticed that like people who are born in the night usually will like, like stay up at night and people in the morning, but that, that yours doesn't fit into that. But also being so early in the morning is almost like it's still nighttime. Like exactly. It's still- like you were born yeah. when it was dark out. So I feel like you were like almost like when we were brought into the world when there's like not light, it's almost like when it's dark, we feel like very safe and comfortable to be creative. I don't know. I, that's just a random theory that I have, but I've just noticed that I find that it does have something to do with, I don't know, when I've just asked people, I've just noticed, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so cool that you brought that up. I've That came across my like line of sight recently, but I didn't dig into it. I think you're onto something there. Totally. It's also about like when we best process and how we process. And I find that at the end of the day, all this information has come in and then we get to just kind of process and get creative with what we all of a sudden know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to detract from the financial question. Oh, I mean, I'm so glad that like- you did. I have well, a tendency I, to grab onto something and then we run in this direction. So I'm so glad that you brought it there because I wanted to get there. So yeah, totally. So how are you feeling about, you know, financial well-being playing into your spiritual journey? Are you seeing a connection there? Yeah, I think for me, business and entrepreneurship is one of my callings on earth. I just have always felt very cold. Call- I've, I've only worked for somebody else once. And it isn't even because I had to, it's literally because I was in college and just was going through a breakup and felt like I needed like an extra thing to do because I found just university pretty like easy for me. So I was like, I need an extra thing to add to my list so that I can distract myself from this breakup and this heartbreak and I can have things to do and somewhere to be. And that's the only time I ever worked for somebody else. And it was like two months. And Um, but I've worked for myself since I was 17. I started a photography business and I think that entrepreneurship and business is such a big part of my life. And I'm 23 now. And now that I'm coming into making more money, um, through many, many means, I have many streams of income through photography, through different digital products I do through sponsorships, through the podcast, I am noticing that I have a little bit of a blind, blind eye strategy towards uh, financial well-being. I kind of just like, I'm like, yay, okay, I got paid for something like with collabs or whatever it is, partnerships, like you get paid so late. So I'm just like, oh, I got paid. I got money in my account. I don't even look at my account. I just have my credit card on auto pay. Like I don't look at my finances. And I was just like realizing in the beginning of the year, like I think that to a certain extent, if you're really stressed out about finances, it almost does have a certain like energetic shift when you just start to kind of just like live in life and just be like, I'm making money, I'm spending money, I'm not going to pay too much attention to it. I think that for some people that works 
uh, for me, I just noticed, you know, in the beginning of the year, something that I was lacking was that financial well-being and control over my finances. How am I supposed to make the wealth and create the wealth that I want to create if I can't even have control and understanding of my finances now? And I ran into a friend I hadn't seen since like high school the other day at the beach. And she was saying that every single day she just writes in her notes app everything that she spends. And it's super easy. And then at the end of the month, she just takes one day to like put it into a little pie chart or something like that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm always on my notes app anyway, writing ideas, writing down any thoughts, any notes. Like I'm always in there anyway. Might as well just take a little account of what I'm spending and then I can see where my money is going to, which is honestly mostly food. I spend all, I just like don't like to cook that much. So I'm trying to have more of an awareness because I think that even though energetically, I, you know, not being attached can be a really good thing. I also think that the reason and the intention behind why I'm not looking isn't because I am carefree and because I'm in abundance, but because I am coming from that fear and that lack and that scarcity. So that's like the really interesting thing with intention is it can be the exact same thing on the top, but the intention completely changes the act of it. So I just noticed that I was kind of running away from knowing about my finances uh, because of fear and because of scarcity mindset. And I was like, I'm ready to just have more awareness. And that doesn't mean necessarily like hard grip, wounded masculine, like control, like holding on for dear life. It just means like me having more awareness and more engagement in my financial well-being. So I'm working on it, but it's definitely new on my journey. It's definitely something I'm coming into with 2023 for sure. You're so wise, Kayla. I'm trying. I'm 29. I'm like remembering where I was at 23. I think I just started the podcast, but I was so timid and kind of new to all this. It's very cool to hear you talk about this. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think your point about raising awareness about where you're spreading your focus, your desires, your attention is so fascinating that yours is going toward food. I was noticing I was just getting a lot of stuff and I was like, why am I acquiring so much stuff? Like, let's just, it, it really brings in a presence and an awareness to life. That's very interesting. And kind of, I think there is um, a place for the masculine. And I so appreciate you talking about like not getting stuck in the toxic masculine. Cause we live in a very patriarchal society. So bringing like feminine embodiment to the receptivity and the flow of money seems to really help a little bit too but I love that and also like maybe we I don't know I definitely look up to my friends I have a lot of older friends just being in the space that I'm in I left school early and a lot of my friends are like 27 28 29 like and I just love I don't know if we ever get an opportunity outside of this to chat about like things like that like I'm always looking for guidance and I think just even asking and having conversations around finances are so important. And especially somebody who is in my early 20s, just starting to like figure out what it means, like what it means to be an adult and what it means to, you know, pay for everything myself. It's like really an interesting experience. And I, I don't know, at, at some other point, I would love to like talk to you about your journey, honestly, because I'm learning and, and I'm just so open to hearing other people's experience. 
popping in for a moment to chat with you about my private one-on-one mentorship series. This is for the woman who is ready to change her life. I know that feeling of confusion, anxiety, lack of direction, feeling like you're at a crossroads, and I've learned how to alchemize that discomfort and completely change my life, which is why I'm here to show you the way, to show you how to do it too. If you have been struggling with confidence, if you've been feeling stagnant in your personal and spiritual evolution, if you need help navigating a major transition in life, if you're seeking clarity about how to best move forward in your career or your personal life, or maybe you want to launch your own soul-led business but have no idea where to start, this is where I come in. This is the container for you. So if this sent off a ping in your intuition, in your soul, head over to HelenDenham.com and just book a free power session with me so we can get to know one another and decide if this is the best course of action for you. All right, my darlings, thank you so much for tuning in and back to the episode. Because, I don't know, there's such like taboo around talking about finances. And exactly. I'm like, oh, like, let's just open up the conversation because the more that we can share our knowledge and share what's working for us and not gatekeep, like the more that we can all create financial abundance for ourselves and freedom. And and with that, it'll, it'll just be the trickle effect into, into creating, I don't know, a different society for us all. And that's why like, with all my creator friends, I'm always like, let's talk about digital products. Like, I swear to God, this shit is so good. Like, let me help you. Like, let me tell you everything I know about it because there's so many amazing ways to provide value and create wealth for yourself. And I just love having those conversations around it. And I'm and it is new for me for sure. But the entrepreneurship part is not new. And I love, I just love that side. I just think it's just like, oh, I just love supporting other people in their dreams. I think it's so fucking cool. It is so fucking cool. And you're doing such a great job. I'm also too, like kind of new to this um, whole world, but I keep bringing up business in these conversations because I keep realizing like, it's the base level of safety for so many people. Like if you don't feel safe, how can you possibly be creative or, you know, live your dream until you feel safe? So I keep bringing it up to expand it and to exactly, like you said, break that taboo down a little bit and be like, here's how we can create this foundational layer that feels really good. But let's switch topics a little bit. Cause I want to ask you the big question about how you even got into this. What has your spiritual path looked like? You can start from wherever, but take us on your journey a little bit. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, I love talking about this because I feel like everyone's like, how do I start? How do I start? And I'm just like, I don't really think you start this journey. I think it starts you. I think everyone that's kind of gotten into this journey knows that almost to an extent you were thrown into it out of necessity, out of need, out of just, yeah, needing things to change and needing things to shift because your current life wasn't working, your current way of being, your current default mode wasn't working in the world. And that is exactly what happened to me too. And all my other friends who are on their journey, it's very similar. They were thrown into it. And I feel like the I'll go I'll go into why and how I got into it. But I feel like the layer is like you get into it and it's like exciting and you start, you know, seeing angel numbers and feeling chills and feeling connected. And it's great. And you start, you know, developing that connection with something beyond yourself. And then all of a sudden something hits you like a fucking truck and you are just sent into your journey. And it's like, OK, now that you have a little bit of connection, we are going to put you on a ride and let's heal deeper let's heal deeper, let's grow deeper, let's freaking do this thing. So for me, it all kind of started with a necessity. I 
I'm still in a relationship that pushed me into my spiritual journey. Um, my boyfriend, Hobbs, he is I'm an amazing, lovely man. He's a gem. Like literally, I'm like, not many of them exist on earth like <laughs> him. And he's so amazing. And I grew up in a family where, you know, I had really, really great parents, but in terms of emotions, in terms of dealing with difficult feelings, no one taught me. And I didn't have siblings that I grew up with. I have three older half brothers that were way older than me. So I was really on this ride alone and, you know, really attached myself to friends growing up to learn things. And, and um, with that, I really lacked emotional regulation in my life. And with that, I was not the person that I wanted to be. Um, it's always like, hard to get into it because I just have to really fucking own my shit. And at the end of the day, like I wasn't a good partner to my boyfriend, like, or my parents, like I would just take shit out on them and I would get angry. Like I am an Aries sun, Scorpio rising, Gemini moon. I can be a crazy bitch. Like I can be the most loving, like giving person in the world. And then I can also be like, say something that just really fucking hurts like I just like know where to hit it and um obviously that's like a whole other story but <laughs> I just wasn't being the person that I wanted to be and I was taking things out on people that I loved and honestly even sometimes getting physical I would slap my boyfriend I would push him like nothing too crazy but I was not the person I wanted to be and I will own my shit every day this was like three years ago that I got into my journey and he was basically like, okay, like this isn't working. Like he's a sweetheart. He's a, he's a projector. Um, I'm a generator. Like he's just like so sweet, so giving, like really does want to guide my energy for sure. And he was like, this isn't working. Like either you need to go to therapy or we're going to break up. So I was like, okay. I was like so against therapy. I was so against therapy when I went, I like did not want to go. But I ended up going to a more holistic therapist, um, which I definitely was more interested in that a couple of my friends went to. And her name's Donza. And shout out Donza. She's fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And basically, basically, um, she kind of like will do therapy in the beginning. And then on the second half, she'll do somatic healing and put you on the table and kind of drop you into that theta state brainwave state in your brain so that you can drop into your subconscious so you can heal things deeper heal phobias um, maybe uncover unconscious trauma things like that so I started going to Donza and that's when my whole world opened up because she became a huge mentor for me it wasn't like I was going to therapy to only heal myself but I was going to therapy to learn things that were going to heal the world truly and that's where I started learning everything like and then I just started reading so many books, listening to so many podcasts. And the Gemini moon in me was just like, I want to grasp onto every single thing that I can and, and understand it. So through that journey of kind of like this holistic therapy, the spiritual therapy, now she has her degree in spiritual psychology, Donza. Um, and basically I uncovered that my anger was just so rooted in anxiety. And every time I lashed out at somebody that I loved, it was always fueled by like something going on within me that was making me really anxious, usually circumstantial, but sometimes just like deep unfulfillment in my career, finances, relationship, whatever it was. So it was out of this deep need and deep necessity that kind of pushed me into this journey to change because I was just not the person that I wanted to be. I was not, I, I was not proud of who I was. I couldn't own my shit. I couldn't be wrong. Like the areas in me, like had so much deep healing to do. And I was so rooted in wounded masculine 
energy. Like I was just go, 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 grind, completely based my worth off my achievements, off of how much money I made, off of how my grades were. And I just had so much deep healing to do. And I still do three years down the line, but definitely so much has changed. My life has changed. I just noticed that I just felt more in love, like with life and myself and my partner and my family. Like I just started living in love when I started healing. And I was just like, damn, I want everyone to feel this way. Like I know that everyone can change because I changed and I wasn't like the you know, I wasn't the person that I am now at all. Like I was so reactive, so unkind, um, really used my words as the four agreements would say as black magic. Like I was not the person I wanted to be. And when I started getting on this journey and learning and educating myself and having awareness and owning my motherfucking shit about the things that I needed to my life changed. And I noticed with that, all these opportunities opened up and I just felt more joyful, more peace, more love, more in my healed masculine and my healed feminine and finding the balance in that. And obviously I'm still learning. Obviously I'm still healing. Like it is a non-linear journey, but I'm so proud of how far I've come and how much I've changed and, and who I am today because, um, yeah, I just think this is the person I was always meant to be and who I always was. I just think that I took away some layers that just weren't weren't really me and that were protection mechanisms, you know? Mm, thank you for sharing that. So empowering to hear you walk us through that because I just know everybody listening or most of us have started in the same place where it's like you get pushed up against a wall and you either repeat and you basically go toward death or you, you fit, you change. And that's always the thing I ask clients when they come in, I'm like, are you willing to change deeply? Are you actually willing to change? Because if you're going to stay comfortable, nothing's going to happen. And so I just so resonate with that willingness to change and the bravery to do so, because to change, you have to get out of the bubble. That's seemingly been working this whole time and you have to pop the bubble and that's not comfortable. You have to be willing to be corrected and be like, okay, this is where I can more deeply fall in love. And I, I so appreciate you, you know, saying you're leaning toward love instead of fear. Cause at the end of the day, that's the, that's the paradigm shift. That's the two choices that we have either love or fear. And I think you just broke it down in such a real way, because when we talk about living in love, it can sound a little fluffy, but to me, that's God love and God are in tandem. It's the energy of creation. So to be on this path of love is to be, you know, source expressing itself, I feel like. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I love that so much. And right now I'm reading The Divine Law of Compensation by Miriam Williamson and talk so much about living in love. So I'm learning so much about that right now. And yeah, I just I didn't I didn't really grow up like with any sort of religion or belief system or spirituality or anything like my mom was raised in a Christian family and my dad was raised in a Jewish family. So you know, we were we were holiday religious people. We did Christmas and 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 Easter and we did Hanukkah. And that's that, you know, and I think so much of my 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 anxiety and my fear really stemmed from not believing in anything and not having faith in anything and not knowing what was beyond death. Like I literally remember like as so many people do like just 
lying awake at night as like a eight-year-old and being like I'm just gonna die and the world is gonna go dark and then I'm just not gonna exist like that's so scary and like I still like even on my spiritual journey like and even though knowing everything I know and like having connection to my grandma who's on the other side and having very close connection to my angels and my guides and getting very direct signs I still can have those very existential scary thoughts um but I think before I got into spirituality I was just so scared I was so in fear because I didn't know what existed on the other side. I didn't have anything to put my faith into. And I'm still practicing having faith in the universe and in, in divine source every single day because it is a practice because I just wasn't used to it. And I'm grateful that I didn't have to like uncover layers of like religious trauma because I know a lot of my friends who have had to do that. And that's a really tough thing. So I am really, really grateful for that. But I think what, you know, religion does help you practice is having that faith and putting putting that trust into something greater than yourself. And I still struggle every day and I'll have like, you know, even though I can be so connected, I can still have a month where I'll just be completely disconnected. I'm like, where the fuck are my guides, guys? Like, and it's not that they're not there. It's that I'm not open. You know, I was listening to this podcast last night with Humble the Poet and he was like, love is always there. It's like, it's like you're on a sailboat and the wind's there, but your sails aren't open. You can't, you can't catch it. You can't feel it if your sails aren't open. And I feel like love and the same thing with your spiritual connection, one and the same also, um, is that it's always there. It's just about opening up yourself. And I was feeling that way for maybe a couple weeks now. And I felt that stagnant energy. And last night I, Yesterday, yesterday evening, I just had a moment where it hit me what what I was avoiding feeling, you know, the walls that I had put up, the fortress that I had put up. I I noticed what I had been avoiding and it hit me in the fucking heart and I just started crying. And it's something I, I've been grieving for a year and a half now. So it's like when you grieve something for so long, you're like, you're back. Are you kidding? <laughs> like, come on. Like, mm. I thought we've dealt with this. I thought I've cried about this hours and hours and felt this and wrote about this. And it's just at the end of the day, grief doesn't have a timeline. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go feel this. I went and got myself some food. I took myself to sunset, put my phone away, brought my journal. And I literally just sobbed like in this field, like literally in this field with the sunset. It's like so beautiful. And I'm just sobbing, just like sobbing. And then literally immediately as I'm driving home, I'm seeing all the angel numbers. I'm in my bed last night and I literally am feeling my third eye like buzzing. And I'm just like, I'm open again because I'm feeling. And that's what closes us off to spiritual connection is that we are so scared of feeling the pain. And when we open ourselves up to the pain and move through it and flow through it, that is when we get to connect. That is when we open ourselves up and open up our, our sails on our sailboat to catch the wind of love and divine source and connection to something greater than ourselves. And that was just another moment, even though I've had so many of those moments, that was just another moment last night of me being like, wow, like the pain is so worth it because each time it opens me up to this new plane, to this new place. And with deeper healing comes deeper connection to source and connection to angels and source and God, it feels so fucking good. Like it literally, it just feels so safe. Like you were saying in the beginning and with safety, we get to create everything that we want to create. So yeah, I'm just, I don't even know how I got on that tangent, but I had to share because oh, it was just beautiful. a moment last night. Like 
So beautiful. And I really love that you are talking about this fear and this like trust fall that is a constant practice. Like what happens when we die? That's like at the root of everything. And as you're talking about this, I just remember that image, you know, of a tree putting down really deep roots to grow tall because we can't have those beautiful branches spread up until our roots are way deep. And I've been working a lot with the archetype of the shadow diver this last week. It's a card I keep pulling. It keeps coming up with clients. It's like, that's where shamanism is really rooted too, is shadow diving, getting into those depths and those nooks and crannies and saying, where can I bring more love to this fear to fill it up more? And that's why we need help a lot of the time is because it's scary to go there alone. So working with your healer, you know, holding space for other people, like we do, we get to guide We bring each other back home, right? So that's beautiful. And I really, I appreciate so human for us to be scared of what happens when we die. And it's, it's, it's this whole study of consciousness, right? Like, what are we doing here? And I think that like, there is totally a reason why we forgot because what, what would happen if we knew, you know, think about what we, what we would avoid or what growth patterns we wouldn't have. If we knew that we were going to cross and everything that was going to be okay, we wouldn't, we wouldn't grow this fast. We wouldn't have to learn these lessons. I really think it's kind of intentional that we came here forgetting and that the work is to remember because we have to go through this like initiation. I'm getting so many chills. Like when you're saying that and, and it's just so true. And thank you for saying that because even though I know that I need a reminder, a remembering, and it always is a remembering. That's what I always tell people, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, knowing that you're worthy or knowing that you love yourself. It's just, and or learning that it's literally just about remembering because you always were, you still are. It's just like the layers upon layers that society has placed upon us or or that your upbringing has placed upon you has just made you forget. And that is just, I love that you say that it is just a key part of the journey and what would happen if we knew, because I don't know what would happen if we knew. I feel like we just wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to experience all the spectrums of how beautiful life can be. So Thank you for saying that. I really needed to hear that today. Honestly, I really oh, good. You know what? I keep thinking about this like theory or the spiritual kind of visualization of like a line of souls waiting to incarnate on earth because it's the fastest pressure cooker. We evolve so fast here. We go through so many freaking challenges. We experience the whole spectrum of emotion. And then as we enter these different dimensions and the ancestral realm and the angel realm, we don't go through these pressure cookers. Time is different. Like we are in a compression, I think here. So I think if we can lean into that and just be like, thank you, even for the challenges, because we are evolving quickly, if we're willing to, then we don't have to come back so many times. It's like samsara. There's just so much wisdom in all of these religions, but it can be a different lens that we look at our challenges with. It's like, okay, so I'm evolving and here we go. It's going to be okay. No, I love that image of the pressure cooker because I'm like, whoa, it's so true. Like we have the privilege here to evolve so quickly because we are here literally as source experiencing itself, like through the ups, through the downs, seeing the good with the bad, um, good with the bad, saying that in quotes, because like that is a judgment. Everything mm. is really neutral. Um, but I just think that is such a cool visual. And I've never heard it like that before. We're in a little pressure cooker, honestly. And it is so I don't know. And it's so interesting because it's just so individual to somebody's experience because I don't know. Some people just won't like wake up in this lifetime. And that's something I've had to 
you know, learn with people around me that I'm just like, ah, like I wish they just, I wish they just knew. I wish they just tapped in and then they would see because once you see, you can't unsee it, you know, Mm -hmm. as you know, like once I can't wait to like catch up with you and hear about your story and your moments of first like awakening and seeing what is because once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's been definitely a process for me to really have deep acceptance for the people in my life who I know probably aren't going to wake up in this lifetime. And that's not really even though I do want to help so many people, it's about people coming to me and not me like going after people to wake them up. And I think that just comes with deep acceptance. Like I, my, um, one of my psychic mediums that I really love, she was telling me this analogy and she was like, there's a lighthouse, you know, you know, there's a lighthouse on a dock and you don't see this lighthouse. Like getting up and chasing boats around to bring it to port. Like that would be so silly and such a waste of the lighthouse's energy, but rather the lighthouse stands tall and shines brightly. And with that boats that are meant to come in are naturally attracted to the lighthouse because they want to come to shore. They want to be there. And with that, you bring so many more boats to shore than you do by chasing chasing all the boats around because then you're going to lose a boat over here if you're trying to chase a boat over here. And I just think when she told me that, I really realized that my the best thing that I can do to, you know, help the collective is to really shine within myself and lead and live by example and embodiment. And with that, the people that will be naturally attracted to me and want to be a part of this journey will come, you know? Oh, I love that visual. Um, and I think something that's very powerful about you that makes you a lighthouse is your honesty. Like you're not brushing over these things. You're just like, I'm a human being experiencing this. And I think that is extremely comforting energy to be around. Yeah. It's like very refreshing to be honest, you know, at the end of the day, and people are attracted to that because they're like, okay, I see you, you know, it really feels like that. And I think we get these different keys throughout this lifetime and we get unlocked along our journey. And, you know, you're at the beginning of your journey in so many ways, and you're going to keep getting these keys. And I think one of mine was honestly the dream world. When I started to have dreams, those were unlockings and things would start to happen around the dream world. But Yeah. And I think that just builds our faith and we get ready to receive those keys as we build our trust. It's like this, you know, kind of push and pull that happens, but yeah. And what I've noticed is that when I first started my journey and for anyone listening who maybe is in the first year, first couple months or six months or of their journey, like what I've noticed is like I got on the train and then I really wanted the train to go fucking full speed when in reality, Like you said, the keys will be given to you at the divine moment at at the right time. And I had to kind of slow myself down and be like, you know what? Like, this isn't a journey that I'm meant to control. Like, this is a journey that I'm meant to experience. And I think that we can want to go full speed and want all, all the keys at once. And we're like, can I can I just get the key to the castle? Like, can I just go straight to the castle? But it's like, no, like it, it's part of the journey. And and at different points of your life, you're going to have different downloads and different awakenings and different pieces of the puzzle kind of being put together. And I think that was a really big learning lesson for me around my like second year of kind of being within this journey, just being like, whoa, like. I don't have to read every single book. Like I don't need to read 50 books in three months. Like I don't need to listen to every single podcast. Like sometimes it is so powerful to embody 
and to integrate and to participate and experience in life rather than being like, I need to evolve. I need, I need to change. I need to shift. I need to transform. It's like, Oh no, Mm. it's going to happen as it happens intuitively within, with this divine timeline. It's all lined up for us. So I think just, I constantly am reminding myself like the keys will come at the moment, like that they're meant to come and things around like, I know that one of my things in life that I can't wait for one of my keys to be unlocked is like, you know, having psychic abilities. And I know I always see like glimpses of it. Like I'll always get these little like glimpses of clear audience. Like I will have crazy like songs that come in that are just directly related to whatever I'm going through or like um personally right now like what I have really like uh ability that is very strong for me just naturally is clear cognizance like I'll just like know when things are ready like if I'm waiting for my food I'm like oh it's ready like I just know random things and and I know that that is going to be a part of my journey uh and I'm always like oh I can't wait for that part because I'm so curious and I I can't wait to unlock those sides of myself but also I'm like okay it's not happening just yet like I'm not getting these messages and dreams or things like that because it's not the divine time and it, and I'm literally only 23 and 3 years into my journey and it's going to happen at the divine time and I'm just like always reminding myself that because I just get excited for all the keys that I'm going to be given I'm like <laughs> give me all the keys like I want to be I want to I want to fun um but yeah so I don't know that yeah. I, that's what I love that key thought I just think that unlocked so many little mm. things within me yeah and just you having the desire of this coming through for you it's like inevitable and it's so cool to think I, I really have started to understand psychic activations as like something that we can truly learn like there are amazing teachers that can teach us how to build this receptivity And just the fact that you're already having little glimpses here, I think it can just be so strengthened. And then, you know, looking back, hindsight really is 2020 because I felt the same way. And I think this is a great conversation to have around the beginning of the new year. It's like everybody wants to go full speed, but it's like taking a look back, like sometimes I'll look back on my Instagram and I'm like, okay, why haven't I grown? And then like this last month, I, I like somehow checked it into gear and I was like, something changed there. I started to educate my audience actively and everything started to change. And I was like, you know, I just didn't expect that that change would happen. I don't know how to say this quite accurately, but it's like the, the energetic shift will happen when we're ready to receive it and we're ready to go for it. And like, looking back, it's like very understandable why it shaped the way that it did. So I love your, you know, topic of surrender and just leaning in and just like leaning, leaning in and leaning back. It's like, okay, we don't need to chase so hard. We can just exist and allow, which is a practice in itself to just get into that state. Totally. And I've definitely noticed like with, um, you know, having people being seen on social media through Instagram, through TikTok, through my podcast, it is so divine and so energetically connected. Like I literally and I have to remind myself to not force it because I'll notice like I'll have a crazy just like healing session around, you know, maybe past life trauma, for example, and I have past life trauma and experiences that I've had there around being seen and speaking my truth. And, and I've literally been killed in a past life for like speaking up against the government and speaking my truth. And I've noticed like, I'll clear that out. And then like a video will go million views, crazy viral. And I'm like, it's crazy how connected everything is and how, you know, as we go along on our journey, it just naturally unfolds. And the best thing that I always tell people, you know, who want to be in some sort of 
you know, online space or even just in general entrepreneurship, I'm just like, continue to take aligned action towards what you want and continue to connect deeper with yourself. Because when you're connected to yourself, you're connected to source, you can receive the downloads that you need. And I've just noticed that whenever I'm authentically speaking my truth and a download comes in and then I share it, that's that's what gets pushed out. That That is the message that needs to be heard and that needs to be shared so that the more that I can focus on just taking aligned action, committing to myself and connecting to myself, everything is going to happen when it's meant to happen. And, and it's all happening for all of us. And it is. It just is going to. It is. is So it is, you know? <laughs> so it is. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And the way that I think you're showing up online. What did I want to say about this? It's like, you're not forcing it, but it, it can, you can tell that it's authentic because you want to be there. This is something that you're interested in and you're like sharing it. And then people are just magnetized to that. There's not a forced energy at all. And I think, oh, this is what I was getting at. People are so psychic. Like people read energy so much more than we give people credit for. People can see right through our energy. It's amazing. And I always notice that to anything that I post that performs maybe better than something else is like when I'm relaxed and people can see right through it. So it's interesting. I'd love to hear about your journey in general with social media and like how you balance or harmonize the energy around social media so you don't get sucked in because it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of time online. How do you how do you manage this? Yeah, I guess I'm still still figuring it out. Um, I just know that in the space that we are both in, I know that the most important thing is that I'm living my life. Like I know that the most important thing is that I'm on my journey not online, but in the present and in this real reality, because when I get to experience whatever I'm experiencing in this physical world, I get to share and teach that online. And I just know that a key part of, I mean, obviously if I was in a different like niche, it would be very different, but I just think with being on like a mental health and spiritual journey, I would say I kind of fall into the intersectionality of that I have just noticed that to do what I want to do and to create what I want to create, I need to be living my life. I need to be playing. I need to be resting. I need to be experiencing. I need to be adventuring. And that all plays into my job. Like I literally am like me going out and surfing today. That is part of my job. (laughs) Me going out and like, you know, going to sunset last night, like I needed to and crying and eating Thai food and just enjoying myself when I had so much work I could have been doing. That is my job because to to be a human is part of my experience of sharing being a human. And I think for me, that is just a key motivator for not getting sucked into the online world because I know that to do what I want to do and to create what I want to create and to be who I want to be, I need to be here in the present moment and and be connecting to other people and be having fun because truly like my best idea is like, come when I'm having fun, when I'm relaxed, when I'm when I'm chilling, like that is when the downloads and the creative energy can flow through me. So I guess I've just learned through trial and error and kind of that like habit loop and like that reinforcement within my mind that literally that is part of my job. And that is so important and vital towards what I'm doing is literally me experiencing life. So I think I've just created that balance just because I need to. It's out of necessity. Um, but definitely it it is, it is a balancing beam for sure. Like, I love that you said harmonize because I don't know, I do want to share, but I don't want to share everything and I want to keep some things to myself. And also I want to make sure that I'm not sharing too early because I know that 
I can get so excited and then I can maybe share something that I maybe don't even completely resonate with and then my mind will change. So I think it's just about really, yeah, asking myself like, is this what needs to be shared right now? And usually like, it's just like a deep knowing, like I'll just like know so deeply. I'm just like, "Mm -hmm, this this is what, this is what needs to be said right now. Um, But Mm -hmm. it's a journey for sure. I've always loved social media, even in high school. And I actually got into it um, by kind of helping my friend who was a YouTuber and kind of getting into it from the back end of things and seeing kind of like the business side and, and what happens behind closed doors and almost by watching like her journey um, and kind of seeing, you know, how things went for her and and seeing her burn out and, and seeing mm-hmm. how she handled things. I was kind of able to be like, OK, that's what I don't want to do. And these are some things that I want to take from what she does. And these are things that I want to leave behind. And this is how I want to do it differently. So I think for me, my journey really fell into place where I kind of was like very a supporting moment in somebody's like social media journey for a long time. Um, and I got to see the back end of things and, and decide, you know, what I wanted my relationship with it to be like, because I want to have so much gratitude for social media because you know, I think she ended up hating it because she had been on it for so long and she was really burnt out. And I think for me, I really have a lot of gratitude for it because of the community that I've connected to, because of the space I'm in, because of like the service that I get to do. Um, and also because of the wealth that I get to create for myself and because because it's fun. <laughs> like it's literally fun to create. And I love I've always loved photography. I, I've always loved videography, loved editing. Ever since I was a kid, before I even was on Instagram, social media, I would make videos with my friends. I am a professional photographer, like on the side, like not on the side, like that was my primary job for like five years and how I made a living. Um, so I think it just all fell into place that all my all my interests kind of just like came together. And I would encourage anyone who doesn't know what their purpose is or doesn't know what to do with life to literally just look at all the things you did as a kid and what brought you joy and see how can they come together in this adult world to provide service for people to create wealth for yourself. And that's kind of what naturally happened for me. And I will still do it. I'll still list out all the things that I love to do and be like, how can this all come together to create a job for myself? And Obviously, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, but for people who feel called to that, like, I feel like that is a key thing. Like, what what were you interested in as a kid and how can that translate to you now? Oh, so many good nuggets in there. I, I, yeah, I think what I'm really picking up here is like having boundaries with yourself, with the, with the world in general, but at the end of the day, like really having fun with it. I needed to hear that today to just like have fun, live your life and then share how you're living. Like life is not happening on a computer screen. It's happening in the real world. And then we can channel it out to one another, but I really appreciate that. And I am also a Gemini moon. I think you and I like having a Gemini moon. We are just communicators. We are ruled by mercury. We love to chat, chat, chat. And I think like this, <laughs> just embracing that is very helpful. Cause I'm like, am I oversharing or am I annoying? It's like, no, this is just our natural. We, we are just talkers. We're sharers. We're communicators. And everybody has a different, you know, archetype that helps them so much. But um, yeah, I really love what you're saying about this, you know, and, and getting to see somebody's behind the scenes, like of what burnout can look like and just already knowing how to navigate and avoid that and just shift into what's going to feel easier. Absolutely. 
wait, I love that you're a Gemini moon. This makes so much sense yes. because I was like, wow, this conversation is so good. Like, I love the way that you articulate your words. Like, I was thinking that from the first time you opened your mouth, I was like, wow, first of all, you have a beautiful voice to listen to. Two, you, the way that you articulate yourself is so beautiful. And I love the way that you're so curious and it makes so much sense that you're <laughs> now. Um, yes. And with that, like, I feel like with Gemini moons in general or just like strong Gemini placements, something that I've really realized is my words are my medicine to the world. And at the end of the day, like everything that I do, I want to lead back to my podcast. Like I love sharing on TikTok. I love sharing on Instagram. I love my community there. But at the end of the day, I want to have long form conversations like this. I want, I want to speak. I want to channel. I want to bring into the world what needs to be said um, online. But also for me, like this year and in the future, I want to do in-person events and speaking and and I just think that with the Gemini placements especially the moon it's just like the way that we connect to ourselves is through words the way that we enter our subconscious and our subconscious is a direct connection to source energy like is is through our words and I just really believe that our words are our medicine and I see that with you too in the way that you speak so thank you for sharing with me that you're a Gemini moon uh -huh. Thank you for saying that. I think it's a practice too, but it just, it's all authenticity, isn't it? Cause you're the same way. It's like you also, it's like, we've just been doing it for a while. So we know how to talk now and get our thoughts out. And like, it's so interesting to listen back. I bet you feel the same way listening back onto the old episodes of the podcast. I'd be like, Oh my God, Helen, like I sound not confident or I'm just like stumbling. And I'm like, it's a practice to get, it's like stream of consciousness through words and it takes active listening and presence. And it's, there's so much to learn through podcasting. It's amazing. And all of this. Totally. Uh, yeah. And what really stood out to me is when you said presence, like, I just feel like when we're here, I just don't even know what time it is. I have, I have no idea how long we've been talking. Like, all I know is that I'm so present and connected to this conversation in this moment. And I I've noticed, like, if I ever start to process or overthink what I'm saying, that's when I close off my channel source. And when I just really allow my emotions to flow and allow my thoughts to flow, that is when I can be a channel for whatever needs to be said. Sometimes I'll like say a random fact and I'll just be like, how did I know that? I did not know that. And then I'll fact check myself after I record the episode and I'll be like, wait, that fact's right. Like, I don't know if I just heard it once and I grabbed onto it or if it's just like really coming through. But whatever needs to be said is going to be said when we stop overthinking, when we stop judging ourselves. That is when we can be the channel, you know? So I, I just think that it, I, I don't know, even now, like me, like thinking about thinking about things like I'm already like getting a little jumbled because it's just about letting it flow. And I feel like you'll notice like when I'm speaking and really getting into it, I'm like looking all up here and it's just like one, I'm a very visual person. So I'm like <laughs> seeing everything, um, but also just really like connecting and like tapping in is mm -hmm. like such a such a beautiful experience. It really it lights me up. It lights me up so, so much. Like I just feel so bright after these conversations with amazing people like you truly like I just feel like it is part of a deep 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 part of my purpose so thank you thank you Aww. so much
me too. It's like, and I don't know, it's like people in my life, like I want to be having conversations like this with all the time, but not everybody wants to be doing it. So this is why having a podcast is so wonderful because we get to like flex that brain muscle and just talk and explore together. And it's also one of the reasons I I used to um, like research my guests heavily and write out questions and everything before interviewing them. Now I find that it helps a lot to just come together as two people meeting for the first time and letting it flow. It's like coming back to that presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I honestly prefer that. I also agree that I love coming to all my guests with fresh eyes and and a fresh opportunity. And I think that's something I've been thinking about a lot with the new year. I've been thinking about the concept of allowing people to be somebody new because I feel like when we know somebody, we even online when we know somebody, we put them into this little box and and we expect them to be a certain way or respond a certain way. And that gives them no space to be anything different. And when we allow people space to be somebody new at any point, because the truth is that someone can literally change and transform at any moment. Like, obviously, usually it's gradual, but at the end of the day, only this present moment exists and we can shift and change and evolve at literally any moment. And I've been thinking about this with my boyfriend and in my relationship. I'm just like, okay, yeah, he's maybe being a certain way, but am I allowing him space to be anything different? Like, am I allowing him the opportunity to be anything new because I'm projecting who I have expected him to be for the last six years? Not like he hasn't, he's changed and evolved and shifted so much. He's <laughs> also very much still on his journey. I don't think I could be somewhat with somebody who isn't on their journey, to be honest. Yeah. But it's just like a little boundary and and requirement to be in my life. Almost not not everyone, but definitely my partner. Um. But it's like the same with guests and like having people on, having fresh eyes and allowing people to be somebody new because, you know, I've had people on my show who, you know, are pretty like big names and people like expect a certain thing from them. And I I honestly don't really research them that much. I'm just like, I want to meet you. Mm-hmm. Who are you now? I don't want to know about, you know, you three years ago and and what you're famous for, or whatever it is, like, I just want to know you in this moment, because you're also just a human who can constantly be, be a new version of yourself at any moment. And I'm going to allow you to be that. So I really appreciate you ha- holding the space for also me to do that, because I feel like even today, after my cleanse yesterday, crying it <laughs> out, really feeling reconnected, like in the last couple of days, I've just felt like a completely different version of myself. Like, I've just Mm -hmm. been like, wow, something is shifting. Like, again, like, because it's like, you know, you'll shift and like, it'll be whoop, and then you'll plateau, and then you go whoop, and you'll plateau. And that's just part of the journey. And I just really think it's so special to allow people to be to be new. I don't know. I think it's so cool. That's such a good point. Totally. So Kayla, the last question I'll ask you, is there anything that you've been watching or reading anything that you're particularly inspired by right now that's on your list that you're really enjoying researching, learning about? Yeah. Once again, I'm going to cough. Yeah. And take a sip of my yerba. Great. I'm having a coffee break with you. I've like completed this whole year, but (laughs) I always need a drink with me when, you know, when we're chatting, it gives us something. Mm -hmm. Same. I need the bevy. I need the emotional support bevy. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) Um, um, Okay. Well, actually, I've been listening to quite a few podcasts with Humble the Poet that I mentioned earlier. He was on the School of Greatness and he was on um, Jay Shetty's podcast, who Jay Shetty is my bae. I don't know. Do you listen to Jay Shetty? I love Jay Shetty. Once in a while, I'll pop in and like binge. But yeah, I love yeah. Jay Shetty. 
I just love him so much. I'm like, marry me. But I also love his wife. I think that they're just brilliant. But listening to a couple podcasts this week with Humble the Poet, I've felt so inspired. Both those episodes are so amazing. And um, he just has so many beautiful things to say about love and like how love is always there. It's just about, like I said earlier, opening up your sails to catch the wind of it and and to be like flown by it and to receive it. And just so many good things. Oh, my God. So many good things coming up um, with hit, with those episodes. Wait one second. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have my notes app because it'll give me more. Totally. Oh, my God. OK, this is OK. Good. This is something that he said that really inspired me. Good things happen to people who hold off on gratification. And Ooh, yeah. I was just like, whoa, because, you know, this month I, first of all, I'm not drinking, which I do quite often. Like I'll go like three weeks without drinking. And it's not like I drink that much anyway. It's just like I, it's poison for my body. So whenever I like even have one night drinking, it ruins me for like a whole week. So I'm like mm-hmm. not drinking, um, but obviously going out to dinner with friends and things like that. And just like saying no and getting a mocktail and like just really choosing myself and committing to myself and holding off on that gratification. I already feel it like reopening up my third eye and my connection to source. Also, I am an avid, I don't know if I could say this on the podcast, but I'm an avid marijuana smoker. And I, I definitely smoke a lot of weed and I have for like six years. And it really does help me because I feel like I am such high anxiety that it can be medicine for me. But I do find that I've grown like a habitual addiction towards it so I'm also not smoking on the weekdays and only on the weekends this month which is a big shift for me because I smoke every night I don't smoke like during the day but before bed I like usually smoke every night so I'm like when he said that good things happen to people who hold off on gratification like I've just been holding on to that so deeply because you know last night came up and I'm like okay, I'm not going to smoke tonight. But then like something annoying comes up because the universe is going to test me. So like my computer is being annoying. Like just everything is just kind of irritating me because it's pushing me to like get that instant gratification of taking taking a little hit, taking a smoke from my vape pen, whatever it is. And I'm just like, no, like I know that this is what I need to do. And I'm going to hold off on that instant gratification because I know that I'm going to reap the rewards energetically of cleansing myself. And then also, he said, love is what exists beyond duality and love is everything and nothing. Because when we're in that black and white thinking, love cannot exist because we're not giving and leaving room for nuance and for the human experience. And at the end of the day, everything is and everything is both. Mm-hmm. And it's not either or black and white. It's both. And and I just thought that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm reading The Divine um, Law of Compensation by Miriam Williamson. And I am loving that book. It is literally eye candy, ear candy, whatever it is for my mind, even though it is like so conceptual and so theoretical. And typically I read books that have to do with a lot of action and technique and like real world applicable advice. This is the first book that I've been reading in a while that is very theoretical and I absolutely love it. I was feeling a little stagnant in my reading journey and my learning journey. And I was like, I just didn't need to consume. I needed to embody for a moment. And this book that I'm reading is just really reminding me how to live in love is to not only to receive love in relationships and with ourselves, but also within entrepreneurship, our business and our wealth. And I think that leads back to what we were talking about in the very beginning, 
which is so beautiful. So that is definitely inspiring me right now, that book, because I'm just realizing that, you know, to have this medicine of love isn't just in relationships or with ourselves. It's literally also has to do with our financial well-being, with our spiritual connection to wealth and um, to our business. So I think that is really, really inspiring me right now. And also what's inspiring me is you and this conversation uh-huh. and all the things that you've said about the keys and and um, about the the compressor and all the things that you said during this conversation are also beautifully inspiring me. So thank you. Oh, thank you for saying that. It's interesting how it's all like, it really brings us back to unity consciousness because all of those things I was saying have been picked up from other teachers and like, we're all just kind of bringing each other all these new insights. It's beautiful. It's been so wonderful to talk with you. I've just loved our conversation. I'll have to get you back in like six months or something to revisit. Like, I just love your mind. You're so wise. You're so grounding to be around and I just wish you nothing but the best. I'm so excited to see how your journey keeps growing. And um, so if we want to, if people aren't familiar with you yet, where can we find you and connect with you? Yes. Thank you for giving me space to do this. Um, First of all, hi guys, I'm Kayla Rose. (laughs) I like didn't even say my name. Um, I'm Kayla Rose. It's spelled like K-E-L-A. It's kind of like a Hebrew slash Hawaiian spelling because I'm born and raised in Hawaii. Um, I'm also my family's Jewish. So that's where that comes from. But basically, I have a podcast. My podcast is skinny dipping. And I really think a really good follow up to this conversation would be uh, my podcast episode on I think it's the five ways to connect deeper with yourself. Um, because or how to set yourself up for success. I think both those episodes would be such a good follow up to this conversation. My podcast skinny dipping is basically where we learn about the mind the body and the soul in order to create actionable change in our lives. I love talking about techniques, action, and how to actually apply this spiritual experience into the human world. I find that most of my platforms at Sunday's KK um, and at Skinny Dipping Diaries are for the podcast kind of fall in this place in this intersectionality of mental health sciences and spirituality because I really noticed that, you know, the science behind the mind and the nervous system and the body really do and and like brain waves and everything like that really do intersect with like spirituality and the subconscious and connecting to source and I just notice how those kind of intersect and I would say that's where most of my platforms kind of like fall because I love talking about the science of things but I also love talking about you know the laws of the universe and spirituality and energetic connections and past lives and and all that good stuff that has to do with being on your journey um and discovering new things so yeah at Sunday's KK and then Skinny Dipping is the podcast. You can find it on all platforms. That is my baby. And yeah, check it out. I think, yeah, five ways to strengthen your connection with yourself and how to set yourself up for success would be two great episode follow-ups for this conversation. Uh, if you're already listening in your car and you're like, hmm, I need a new episode, that's where you go right now. Perfect. Excellent. Yay. I know they're going to oh. love it. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And something so exciting is sorry. Oh, my God. How could I forget? <laughs> I actually have this shadow workbook that I just released like 10 days ago. And I'm so fucking proud of it. It's an ebook. And basically, it talks about what shadow work is. And then it has like 30 days worth of, you know, very unique, like shadow work journaling prompts. But then on top of that, it also has six different techniques for for different things in your life. So 
for example, if you're feeling really overwhelmed, there's a technique for that. And it's like filling out the blanks. Sometimes it's like circling. Um, and it really is made for like a neurodivergent mind so that it keeps you really engaged with, with pretty images and different questions. There's also a technique for manifestation release. If you feel like you are so attached to your manifestation and if you can just like step into that abundance mindset of you already have it. There's also a technique that I like to call the what do you make it mean technique when you feel like the world is against you and you're making up all these stories in your head. Um, so there are six different unique techniques on that book that I am just so proud of. Already like 150 people have had it in the last 10 days. I'm getting amazing feedback on it. People are absolutely loving it. And my digital artist is amazing. So it's like literally beautiful. Like the art on it is like worth it enough. And it's like really affordable and accessible. And that'll just be linked like in my Hubi, which is my link in bio thing. So check that out, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me shamelessly <laughs> sell promo for a minute. I appreciate that. I really, really do. Because, yeah, there is just I don't know. I love the actionable resources mm -hmm. and, um, you know, techniques to create actionable change because we can talk about this all day, but how do we actually apply it to our lives? And I feel like that's where I really like to come in and be like, hey, challenge solver, challenge solver. <laughs> yes, the challenge solver. I'm like, how can we create like action within this the theory? So yeah, thank you. Excellent. Oh my God. I love it. It's, you know what? It's all about, I was just posting something about this today about how your work is a gift, you know, and there's no shame in selling because you could be like healing someone's life and they could really expand. So it's beautiful. I love what you're up to. And thank you again for being here. It's such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. I can't wait to share this with everyone. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And check out the description below for more information. And of course, if you feel like a friend might benefit from what you just learned and listened to, please do send it along, spread the love. Final note on my end is that every month on the full moon, I host a full moon circle. So this has been an awesome way to come together as community to explore together. In the first half, we do an oracle card pull and some journaling. And then in the second half, I take you on a guided hypno journey, which is a really potent and powerful visualization for calling forth your highest iteration of self. So check out the description for that link as well. And I think that's it for now. HelenDenham.com has everything you might need. So I love you so much. I'm sending you a big virtual hug. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.